He has surprised me, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so like I said, to have authority means to walk in power. Yes, and also to have the ability to influence somebody's decisions. So the, the president of the land, like I said, he has authority to say that go and sleep and we all have to sleep. You can't say anything about it because he has the power to influence our day-to-day decisions. Hallelujah. Yes, so today we are moving straight to the authority of the name Jesus for the believer. Hallelujah. Yes, there are a lot of names in this world, but we want to see the authority in the name Jesus. Hallelujah. The name Jesus has a lot of authority, has a lot of power. I mean, I'm not, I've, I've already defined what the word authority means, so we are moving straight into the word. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing to be known by Jesus, and it's also an amazing thing to know Jesus. And if you walk with the consciousness that, yes, I know Jesus, and I am also known by Jesus. It's the best, it's the best you can have for yourself. Anyone is the best. It's the best decision you can take in this world. Walking knowing that, oh, Jesus knows me. Imagine you are the nephew of or the niece of the president of this land. And you are walking. You have no fears. Yes. Even if you are far away in Tamale. And a police decides to stop you. You tell him that, you know what? Do you know who I'm going to call? Immediately, you, In fact, immediately you make that statement. The police will be shaking. Yes. <laughs> because there's, there's authority and there's authority. We have power and we have higher power. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we go back in time a bit. And we want to see God's, God's original plan or his original intention for man is to walk in authority. Yeah. So Genesis 1, 26 to 31, going straight into the word. Genesis 1, 26 to 31. Ah, God bless you, media. Today you have, you have surprised me. Today is full of surprises. Even pages have surprised me. <laughs> then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the beds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish, over the, over the fish of the sea over the beds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also, to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. 31. Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Hallelujah. The original intention of God. Was that man should walk in full dominion. Man should walk in full power. 
He said, whatever you call it or whatever you name it, that is what it is. You see the word dominion come into play. It's synonymous to the word authority. So once you have dominion over something, you can, you can arrange that thing. For example, if you have dominion over your son or your daughter, you can tell your son and your daughter that sit here and because he has to subject to your authority, he doesn't have any other option but to sit here. So God just looked at man displaying his power and his authority. God said, I've given you so much power that whatever you name every creature on this earth, that is what it is called. So fish came. Adam said, you are Amane. Adam said, you are redfish. You are salmon. Okay, let's move to... <laughs> let's move to the ones in the forest. You are elephant. You are lion. He named everything. And God was just looking at him. If you read the scripture, God says... It says that God was delighted in the way man was just using his dominion and using his authority. That is actually the original intention of God towards man. That man uses every authority he has given him. God doesn't want man to see something and then chicken out and say that, oh, you are something that can give me fear. No. He wants man to rise up and say that you are something that I have dominion over you, no matter what it is. Hallelujah. However, we realize from the fall, let's go to the same Genesis but this time chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 and then we'll do 3 verse 1 to 7 genesis 2 15 to 17 then the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to tend and keep it and the lord god commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden you may freely eat but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you, that you eat it, you shall surely die. Okay, chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. Chapter 3, 1 to 7. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat it, you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband with her, and he also ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made, them, made themselves coverings. Hallelujah. The original intention of the devil never changes. His intention is always to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he does this through, solely through knowledge. Whenever the devil wants to destroy what God has set in place, the only thing he has to use is knowledge. If he's able to influence your knowledge, if he's able to influence your thinking pattern, voila, 
he has succeeded in destroying your life. Because God had made man in his original image. However, the devil made man think that, oh, you have not been made like God. So you have to do something extra before you can be like God. Which was a big lie. Because God had clearly told them that you may eat of everything except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the devil too just wanted to get man to fall. As little or as mere or as great, whichever way you choose to see it, that the fall was. I want to let you know that it was actually a great fall. Because what man did was, man handed over his authority from himself. The Bible says that straight away they saw that they were naked. Prior to that, man was walking fully in God's glory. Man was walking fully like God has made him. However, the fall made man walk in complete nakedness. Immediately you dissociate yourself from the word which God has given you. And you try to walk in any contrary word. You are just limiting God's glory in your life. And exposing yourself. You see, the nakedness actually, it doesn't just mean that they were without clothes. But no, you are exposing yourself to the harms of this world. And opening up yourself to the dangers of this world. The nakedness of you is actually being seen. Both in the physical and in the spiritual. In the, in the spiritual, when you are walking according to God's truth, you are walking with his glory covering you. And so the enemy cannot come near you. But when you decide to take the deception of the enemy, and when you decide to walk in his lies, oh, he has, he has, he has succeeded towards your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Oh, the hallelujah is not for what the enemy has done, but it is for what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's see what Jesus did from Romans 5, 12 to 17. We are still talking about the authority of the name Jesus for the believer. Romans 5, 12 to 17. Therefore, just as therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin. And oh media. Therefore, Just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all, to all men because all sinned. For until the law, sin was not in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Who is a type of him who was to come? So, when Adam sinned, what he did was to put every man under death. Adam put every man into, into the bondage of death, into the bondage of sin, into the bondage of the enemy. Let's go ahead. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came through 
which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense, for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 It looks like you are not excited with the scripture that has been read. You are not seeing what has happened. So, the one man Adam, he put every man into slavery. However, the one man Jesus has put every man into the place of dominion. Into the place of reigning. Into the place of kingship. Into the place of authority. Hallelujah. Just as one man was able to destroy everything, one man has fixed everything. So I'm here to announce to you today that yes, last week we learned about the authority of the believer. However, the authority of the believer is directly related to the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our authority as believers is only, we only have that authority because of who Jesus is. So without Jesus, no believer has any authority. Which, which, which authority? What are, you, what, what are you trying to display where? You, are, you don't have Jesus. You've come that you want to have some power. Forget it. You'll be beaten mercilessly. Physically and spiritually. They'll beat you for you to see that. Yes. Hallelujah. Because of the one man Jesus, we can reign in life. He has regained all the authority which we lost. And like Sophu always says, the created life is one level of glory. But the, re, the, the born again life or the recreated life is, is, a, is a different thing altogether. The enemy thought that he meant it for evil. However, God from scratch, his original plan was that we we'll walk in the authority of Christ. The original intention of God was for believers to walk in Christ's authority. Hallelujah. So who is Jesus? If you want to understand, if you want to understand the level of authority you are walking in, you have to know who Jesus is. Because without understanding Jesus or understanding who Jesus is, you I mean, oh, oh yes, we went to church. They said that there's some name Jesus, but he has authority. So I'm going to see I'm going to see how my life would work out. No, no. You have to know who Jesus is. And the name Jesus is not just a common name. It is it is it is a name which it is above every other name. In fact, words cannot describe. Hallelujah. There are, there are three ways by which people achieve great names. And we'll, I'll show you how Jesus has conquered all three all those three ways and why his name is fit. The first one is that people are born with great names. Yes. So by birth, Prince Charles was a great name. He didn't have to do anything. By birth, Prince William is a great name. He doesn't have to do anything just because he is born into 
the name of greatness. He is a great name. Hallelujah. Very little can he do to affect that name. The second way by which people achieve great names is by achieving it. Yes. So you can be born without a great name, but you can also achieve it. And if you, if you, if you understand a little bit of finance, you know that most of the financial gurus in this world, all they are using is name. Besides name, they are not doing anything. There's a certain country in a part of the world. They just wanted to change the person in charge of finance for just one reason. Because the person's name is believed to have been compromised. So if a different name comes, the whole financial system in that country will be affected. Please, I've not mentioned any country. Hallelujah. Because there's greatness in name. Just by name. If, if somebody goes somewhere, he says that, oh, my name is Warren Buffett. I mean, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can imagine what, what, what will happen. The person goes to, let's say, Golden Tulip Accra. He says, oh, my name is Warren Buffett. I have, let's say, $1,000 in my pocket. I want to pay for one week over here. Golden Tulip will tell him that, you know what, keep your money. We want to use your name for publicity. So you keep your money and sleep here two weeks. You understand? Because the person has earned for himself a great name. Hallelujah. There's, 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 a, there's I mean, I, am, I do a little bit of financial business and I understand what it means to have a great name. There was a time I was doing business with very little money, but I was still making money. Because with name, people can even give you their money that, oh, take this money and trade with it. I have some Momo vendor I deal with. When you go, he has written boldly over there. If you don't have, if you don't bring your cash before you do your transactions. Meanwhile, this guy can do transactions for me over 20,000 CDs without seeing my face. <laughs> without seeing my face, without seeing my cash. You get it. So just with name or just by achieving a name, you can even get more. Hallelujah. Thirdly, the third way by which people can achieve a great name is by the name being conferred unto you. So, we have example, Sir Alex Ferguson. His name is great because he has been conferred with the name of, with, with the name Sir. So, he's a great name. Regardless of what he does or what he doesn't do again, he has been conferred unto a, by a great name. Many years ago, I listened to one message of Daddy George. And he said in his message that if the richest man of the, on, in this world marries the poorest lady in this world, straight away, the poorest lady's name has changed. You can never look at her and call her a poor lady again. Because her, her life has changed for good. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 10. want to see how Jesus has fulfilled all these three ways by achieving a great name. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he appointed as heir over all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory 
and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This scripture is just showing us Jesus actually worked for his great name. He, 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 he achieved that great name he had. In the high priest or in the tabernacle of old, a high priest, you dare not enter that you are going to sit down. There's even no chair in the tabernacle that you can go and sit on. When you are going inside, they've tied bells around you because they want to see whether you are still alive by movement. So immediately the bell stopped ringing. That's just a high priest. So we have to pull him out with a rope because you can't even go inside and go and take him. But this scripture says that Jesus Christ, after he had fully dealt with our sins, after he had fully paid the penalty for our sins, he went to sit down, meaning he has completed the work. Imagine a coach during this World Cup, then you see a coach crossing the legs. And the team is just playing. You say that, ah, coach, you're only serious, Anna. But as you are saying the coach is not serious, the team is scoring like 10 nil, Because the coach knows the work he has done. So he's not now coming to struggle again. Jesus knows the work he has done for the believer. That is why he can sit down. And he didn't just sit, but he sat at the right hand of God. The right hand is the place of majesty. It's the place of authority. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. So if you think angels are great, I'm telling you today by the reading of scripture that the name Jesus is actually greater than angels. And angels are greater than demons. So if Jesus is greater than angels then you, you know it for yourself. Hallelujah. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son? Today I have begotten you, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning, laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. Hallelujah. The name Jesus is the same name by which the heavens and the earth was made. There's nothing that was made which is made apart or aside the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Let this mind be in you, which also, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. By this scripture, we see that Jesus is God. 
So one of the reasons or the main reason by which the name Jesus has authority is because Jesus is God. So when you mention the name Jesus, every knee must bow because God has spoken or the name God has been called upon. Hallelujah. Who being in the form of God did not consider its robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on the earth, and of those under the earth. Wherever every name can go and hide, when the name Jesus is provoked or when the name Jesus is called upon, that knee must bow. Be it, you can go to the hospital. The hospital, the doctor can look at your face and tell you that you have a cancerous cell hiding deep within your lungs. However, when the name Jesus is called upon, it locates that cancerous cell and puts that cancerous cell to death. People can look at you and tell you that your life is hopeless. But when you call on the name Jesus, that hopeless life becomes a life of hope. Hallelujah. No matter the situation, when the name Jesus is called upon, every knee must bow because the word of God says so. Hallelujah. John 16, 12 to 15. John 16, 12 to 15. And then you get ready with the same John 16, but we'll jump to 23 to 24. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. John 16, 16, not 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take off what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. No, let's, let's, jump, let's jump down to 23. 23 and then 24. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's one thing to know the name of somebody who can give you things which are limited. But the name Jesus is a name that whatever you ask for, it will give to you. Or he will give to you. Because his word has said so. Hallelujah. So we've established how or who the name Jesus is. Or wh why the name Jesus has authority. 
Let's see one more scripture. Matthew 21, 33 to 44. Matthew 21, 33 to 44. Here another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it and built a tower. And he leased it to the vine dressers and went into a far country. Now when vintage time drew near, Now, when vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive its fruits. And the vine dressers took the servants and beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Again, he sent another, another he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did likewise to them. Then the last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir who has come. Let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? They said, they said to him, he will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on the stone will be broken. But on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. The name Jesus, eh? God wants us to walk falling on the name Jesus. However, if you think you can live without him, or if you think you can, you can do anything without the name Jesus, you will realize that your life rather is rather being crushed into powder hallelujah as you as you dwell in the name jesus and as you walk in his name as you are on him your life is smooth but if you decide to not use him your life is in shambles hallelujah i believe this is this is the revelation which the apostles of old like peter were working with i mean as I, was, as I was praying and preparing this morning, the Lord just showed me that I'm, I'm very sure that Peter in the dungeon, he was just calling on the name Jesus in the, in the prison. He was just sitting in the, in the prison. They were looking at him. Oh, do something. Do something before you die. He was just there calling on the name Jesus, singing songs, making melody in his heart. Sure, he was singing songs like, Darling Jesus, oh my darling Jesus, Oh, my darling Jesus, you are wonderful, Lord. I love you so, oh, my darling Jesus. Oh, my darling Jesus, you are wonderful, Lord. Hallelujah. And as he was just calling on the name Jesus, that name released all the, 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 the chains he was in. You realize Peter never prayed that God take me out of this prison. 
Because if he was praying that God take me out of this prison, immediately he was taken out, he would have noticed. He would have said, answered prayer. Thank you, God. But he was just in the prison calling on the name Jesus. Worshipping the name Jesus. And God said, oh, you can't call my name and stay in prison. It's an abomination. You can't mention my name for, 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 for bondage to still be on your life. Just by calling my name, chains are broken. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how can we as believers use the name Jesus? Colossians 2, 6 to 15. How we use the name Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 15. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. So we see that what the devil did in the garden over 4,000 years again, ago, he still wants to do it today. That is trying to cheat you. To cheat you means to let you get what is less than what is due you. If somebody cheats you, it means you are supposed to get 10 CDs, but the person has given you 5 CDs. Yes. So don't let anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceits according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. The enemy's plan is to cheat you by letting you know that, oh, or by think, letting you think that the name Jesus is not enough. So you have to find some, let's pass somewhere. But business, Let's, let's go on. Back to verse 8 before we move to verse 9. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, the enemy's plan is to give you human logic, human traditions, human plans. Okay. Business way. Yeah, ABC. Nakonhu. Grandfather way. Uhu grandfather way. Odobe kwako che. Man way. This man has all the solution. When he gives you that solution, shim, your business will fly. It will rocket. Those are vain deceptions by the enemy. And those are basic principles of the world. And those are teachings which are not according to Christ. Let's go on. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The totality of God is found in Christ. Hallelujah. Everything about God is deposited in Christ. Christ is not half of God. No. Christ is not some of God. No. Christ is the fullness of God. He says, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. Who is this him? Christ. He, Christ, is the head of all principalities and of all powers. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Let, let me touch on what it means to be buried with Christ. Let's go back to the story of Jonah. You remember the way Jonah entered into the will. So far as Jonah was in the will, if COVID had come in that time, there's no way Jonah would have been caught by COVID. Because the will cannot catch COVID for you to come and get COVID. You understand? If the economy of that day was messed up, Jonah was still satisfied because he was in a whalish economy enjoying the benefits of the will. There was a chamber and hall made for him that lived comfortably in that will. That is where the believer should see himself. Buried in Christ. God has put the believer into Christ. Hallelujah. And so the believer ought to work with that kind of mindset. Have you, have you ever had a Let's say, let's say uh, an aircraft falling down and then they'll ask that, oh, how many people survived? It's impossible. You, it's, it's not possible. Immediately it falls down, you know that the whole aircraft is destroyed and everybody in it is destroyed. It's the same concept. Immediately Jesus falls down, you know every believer is destroyed. But the good news is that Jesus can never fall down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus can never collapse for you to come and collapse. He's forever alive. And you have been put into him. You can see a plane coming. No matter how close it is to the ground, you will never see Shepherd Moses sitting inside. You will see just the aircraft. You get it? Because you have all been put into the custody of the aircraft or the custody of the pilot. So in the spiritual realm, when they see every believer, all they see is Christ. Because every believer has been put into the custody of Christ. Hallelujah. And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Yes. The battle we are fighting against principalities and demons, when we go, we are not going as Shepherd Kweku or Shepherd Moses or Mama Vida. No. Jesus is the one Odienim he is the one going for us and going with us. No matter how good you can take a penalty, whether you like it or not, they didn't come up penalty. You can't. He has represented the whole Ghana that we couldn't win, score a penalty against Uruguay two times running. So the whole nation, when they see you, they can comfortably say that, oh, you people, you don't know how to score penalties. You get it. Because there's a rep in who we were found. In the same sense, every believer has to know that your rep in who you are found is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And he has set us free from all principalities, 
all powers of darkness and of evil. So you cannot be in Christ and go and expose yourself to evil. No. To be, to be found, you are, you are going for battlefield. We've gathered the army. The army is ready that we are going to fight. Then you pass back. It looks like the other camp, they are strong. Let me pass back and go and take some of their powers and come back. No, 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 no. By the time you get there, what you've done is you have exposed yourself to the enemy. And the enemy has got you easily. As a believer, walk knowing that I am found in Christ. Never try and look for some solution outside the name of Jesus. Because every solution is found in the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is our place of refuge. Joshua 20 verse 1 to 7. Joshua chapter 20, verse 1 to 7. The Lord also spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint for yourselves cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there, and they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. I don't know how you can kill somebody by mistake. <laughs> killing is killing. Let's go ahead. That the slayer who kills a person accident, accident, and when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate of the city and declares his case in the hearing of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city as one of them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. Then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver the slayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally, but did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the one who is high priest of those days. Then the slayer may return and come to his own city and his own house to the city from which he fled. I think we can, we can end over there. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus being our place of refuge is similar to the city of refuge in the days of old. What it's saying is that when they are looking for you to kill you because you killed somebody by mistake, immediately you enter the city of refuge. The law stops anybody from touching you. If you go and cause some trouble in the camps of the enemy, so far as you are found in Jesus, the enemy cannot come near you. Because Jesus, you, you have every right to run to him. You have every right to run into the city of refuge. And when you are there, you are free from all the noise going on. I don't know if you are aware, but per the laws of this land, if you go to parliament and you want to arrest a member of parliament, even though the police has authority to arrest anybody, they have to first petition the speaker of parliament that please give us this your MP to go and deal with him. Even in Legon, before you can arrest a student, you have to petition the vice chancellor. You can't just go to, even if the person is in diaspora, TF, far away, you can't go there and say that I'm going to, no. In the same sense, before any enemy can touch your life, the person has to petition Jesus. 
And the good news is that Jesus is never going to release you to the enemy that, okay, you have a case. So you take him and go and use him for whatever you want. Nah. Forever, he is our city of refuge. Hallelujah. We have to walk knowing that the name Jesus is as strong as his presence. So when you call on the name Jesus, it's as good as seeing Jesus on your front, on your left, on your right, on your back. All around you. When you move left, he's with you. When you move straight, he's with you. When you move back, wherever you move, he has surrounded you. Proverbs 18 verse 10. Proverbs 18 verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and we are safe. You and I, we are the righteous of God. We are the righteous in this land. So when we run into the name Jesus, we are forever safe. No matter the trouble you may face, when you call on the name Jesus, safety has come for you. You can be going through some trouble and you just sit down. Will it ever work? No, you sit down and you'll be singing that song forever. But when you are going through that trouble and you say in the name of Jesus, straight away, the heavens knows that a name has been petitioned. And when you call on that name, things must change. When they arrest you and put you in counter back and they see you calling, let's say the IGP, no matter how bad your case is, they will handle you with a different level of attention. Because you have called on a name which is higher than every name over there. As believers, we have a name which is higher than every other name. Hallelujah. And the way you are able to appreciate the name of Jesus makes a lot of difference in your life. If you are walking thinking that, oh, Jesus is just, I mean, we have heard it. Yes, he's one Man City player who has moved to Arsenal and he's scoring plenty goals. No, 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 no. You you can't, you, can't, you can't see the name mere like that. No. The way you see the name Jesus is the way it works for you. You can't wake up and as a believer, you see Jesus as just a good teacher. No. He asked Peter, who do people say I am? He said, oh, some say you are a good teacher. Some say you are a good man. Some say you are a prophet. Some say you are this. You can go out and do a study. Every unbeliever, they will say good things about the name Jesus. When I say unbeliever, I mean different faith systems. Be it Muslim, Jewity, everybody, they'll say, oh, he's one of the good teachers. He's a good person. But that is not enough. You can't walk on this earth seeing Jesus as just a good person. No. You have to walk on this earth seeing the name Jesus as God. Seeing the name Jesus as the name which can solve every problem for you. The way you are able to appreciate his name it's the way you see results in your life. Hallelujah. If you see Jesus as Messiah, you will enjoy the Messiah benefits in your life. If you see him as Savior, you realize that you are saved from all problems. You realize that, ah, you were going to sit in some bus on the way to Kumasi. For some strange reason, the taxi you were supposed to pick got you late and that bus, you missed it. And you picked the bus which was one hour later. On your way, you saw that same bus involved in an accident. It is Jesus who has saved you from that because you have seen him as your savior. Hallelujah. Amen. 
you have seen him as one who can save you from all problems. If you see him as your deliverer, you realize that no matter what addiction you are going through, no matter what bondage you are going through, when you see Jesus as a name who can deliver you, you are free from that. Hallelujah. When you see him as a healer, you realize that if you are sick, your first point of contact is not paracetamol, but your first point of contact is the name Jesus. And you are free from that sickness. However you choose to see Jesus, he works for you in that sense. If it is your finances, see him as one who provides riches, one who gives money, and he will give you money. Hallelujah. To some, the money will come miraculously. You are walking and somebody just dash you money or you just saw an envelope on the floor. To some too, the money will just come by some business deal which you never expected coming your way. Never think that some contract you got or some promotion you got was just me. No. It is Jesus providing for you or providing for your finances because you have seen him as provider. Hallelujah. However you see him, when you see him as counselor, you realize that if you go through any situation, you ask, what is your way? What is your mind concerning this? He will give you his mind. Advocate. If you see him as your advocate, you know that he will speak for you. Wherever they, they, they want to find trouble for you. But from nowhere, one person within that meeting will say that, you know what? Let's give this person another chance. Because Jesus is your advocate. So he will speak for you where you need somebody to speak for you. Hallelujah. The believer is only strong because of Jesus. Mark 16, 17 to 18. Please, we are, we are bringing the message to an end very soon. Mark 16, 17 to 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. Hmm. The believer's authority is only in the name of Jesus. We walk and we, we, you come to church and they teach you that, oh, you have authority through Jesus. And you go out and you hear that, oh, you are empowered. You are, they are not the same. Because the devil is throwing so many teachings into this world in the name of self-help. Letting you think that, oh, I can help myself. I am fully sufficient. Yes, I am self-made. Thank you. I am self-everything. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that is not the plan of God for the believer. The plan of God for the believer is that the believer will wake up and see, say to himself, that not that I have reached or I have arrived, but my sufficiency is of the Lord. And this is not just small boy believer saying it too. The Apostle Paul, who wrote over 10 books in the New Testament, he said that, I am not self-sufficient, but my sufficiency is of the Lord. That is the plan of God for the believer. That we walk at all times knowing that, like I'm useless, I'm very weak. But thanks be to God, who has given me a name above every other name by which I call upon and I am, I am made strong. Hallelujah. All those self-help, they teach you, oh, empower yourselves. 
do yoga, chant for 24 hours, and you enter into a different realm of spirituality. No, that is not what God is teaching you. God is teaching you that fast for those 24 hours, and you are walking and you enter into a different realm of spirituality. There's a difference. Both of them may look like meditation, but where is the focus of the meditation? One is focusing on self. The other is focusing on Christ Jesus. And as you focus on Christ Jesus, your power comes from there. Hallelujah. In the name Jesus, we don't wake up and we say that, oh, I am. We say that I am more than a conqueror through Christ who gives me strength. You are only a conqueror because you have called on the name Jesus. Apart from that name Jesus, forget it. You may think you are achieving something. But it is, it is short-lived. You will go out and you pimp and you look back and say that, ah, how did I get here? <laughs> Hallelujah. As believers, we can confidently say that the Lord is our helper because he has said in his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So you can't wake up one day and think that, oh, there's no name by which I can call upon. He has said it, that I am never leaving you nor forsaking you, no matter what you are going through. We are, we are bringing our message to an end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the truth is that even people who are not believers, they will try to, to, to reduce the potency in the name Jesus. But even they, deep within their hearts, they know that the name Jesus is the name that saves Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can't have two names at a time. It's not possible. You can never say that, oh, in this era, my uncle is Mahama. And so what? In this era, your uncle must be Nanado to enjoy on this land. Hallelujah. Do, do, you, get, do you get what is going on? Or your father must be a Nanado. Or you must be related to him. In the same sense, in this era, there's only one name by which you enjoy life. And that is the name Jesus. You can't call on the name Jesus and call on some different name. There's only one name. So the, 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 all those people, they will try and make rubbish of the name Jesus. But like Sofu said some time ago, a, a, a man of God and a Hindu were in a flight going somewhere. And there was small shaking of the plane. Before he noticed, the Hindu man was saying Jesus. Because even they, when push comes to shove, they know that Charlie, the name they were calling on, it can't save them. It is only one name by which they can be saved. Hallelujah. No matter what, it, you, you see, you realize that you, are, you may be in some place. People are going through trouble. Some, somebody would like to deny the fact that, oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. But when the person suffers and when the person is pushed to the wall, the person who come to you that Charlie, you were talking about some Jesus. I better call him for me, okay? Pray for me. I know I need call Jesus for me. And I'm a boy. <laughs> yes. Because it, it, it is the only way by which we, we can be saved. Let's take our last two scriptures and then we are done. Acts 17, 27 to 28. Acts 17, 27 to 28.
so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us for in him we live in the same him we move and in the same him we have our being as also some of your poets have said for we are also his offspring this is the reality of the believer this is how to use the name of the believer of the name of jesus walking knowing that i am walking in him i am in him in him everything exists hallelujah and let's let's take our last scripture and then we are done colossians 3 verse 12 colossians 3 verse 12 therefore as the elect of god holy and beloved put on tender mercies kindness humility meekness long suffering let's go on let's go on verse 12 downwards bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as christ forgave you so you also must do but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection and let the peace of god rule in your heart to which also you were called in one body and be thankful Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. I was saying I was saying to my wife yesterday that there's, there's there's why do people say that or why do people when you are traveling long distance that is when you think that oh you should pray and ask God for traveling mercies. But when you are moving from here to the junction Echo Bank you think that oh that one there you are self sufficient. No. That's not the way to go. The way to go is that when you are moving from here to downstairs it is the same Jesus who will take you downstairs. When you are moving from here to Spain or to Australia, it's the same Jesus who will take you there. Hallelujah. And we ha- we have to walk knowing that in all things we are calling on the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's let's speak in the language of the spirit even as we thank God for his word. Kadaba shadaba ha. Yadaba baba shandala bra ha shadibi handa 